What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Talking About, presented by Fenley Road Sports. My name is Bob. As always, I'm hanging out talking sports with my older brother, Chris. As we've said in the last few episodes, if you want to hear some talk about the MCAA men's basketball tournament, also known as March Madness, we've been doing bonus editions every week. We have three up on iTunes right now that talk about the first four rounds. And there will be a fourth and final bonus edition of What Are You Talking About posted later in the week, talking about the final four matchups and the national championship game. There's definitely a lot to talk about from the last weekend in the NCAA tournament. It's definitely going to be a good debate between me and my brother because just from texting you, Chris, I know we disagreed on some stuff. Oh, yeah, we got, I got a lot to say about March Madness, but we'll save that for March Madness. If we were to add March Madness into this podcast, it would be like two hours long. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of I'm not sure what to think. I'm I'm I have to get myself prepared to to debate with you for that one. <laughs> but I thought the bonus editions went really well. Um, I think we got some good feedback about it. So if you as listeners have any ideas, any wants for a bonus edition for, to hear Chris and I talk about something that you know, usually gets missed out in a regular episode, or if you want to hear us talk about a sport that we don't usually talk about, certainly leave us a comment on our website, FenleyRoadSports.com, tweet at us at FenleyRDSports, or leave a comment on iTunes and review the podcast, tell us what you want. We would love some feedback. We have some ideas for some future bonus editions, but we'd love some feedback from you to, to give you what you want. We're only going to listen to you if you rate our podcast highly. Yeah, five-star ratings only will be taken into consideration. (laughs) But so the regular episode today is a continuation of last week's episode. It's an MLB preview. If you're interested in hearing what you had to say about the National League, certainly check out the episode that we posted last week on iTunes. I think you can put two and two together and figure out that we're going to talk about the American League this week. Uh, We're going to do it the same way like we did last week, go through division by division, pick the teams that we like, pick the teams that we don't like, make some playoff predictions, choose our MVP, choose our Cy Young winner. And since it's the conclusion, we're going to make a World Series prediction as well. And I mean, this podcast is is being produced a day after opening day, day so we do have some information to, to make our World Series predictions 161 games in advance. But uh, Chris, where do you want to start? Let's start with the East like we did last week. And uh this division is, I think, the weakest in baseball. Yeah, definitely. I think it's the weakest, but it could be the most equal as well. Yeah, certainly. I think it, it could end up being the most competitive because I honestly could see any of the five teams winning it, even New York and Tampa Bay, who I think are the two weakest teams in the division. Tampa Bay losing Madden and just the the perils of a small market franchise having to trade David Price and gen- yeah. just all their stars in general over the years it's kind of a shame we can uh, definitely empathize with them being from Cleveland and having to trade not one but two Cy Young winners in the course of two years so we certainly can empathize with Tampa Bay and, and their fans and the Yankees it seems like they just haven't gotten it together, losing Derek Jeter, who really was kind of declining. And yeah, I don't, I'm not sold. I don't think the Yankees are going to be that good either. But I could see both of them winning it just because I, when I was putting together this division, 
nobody jumped out at me. Like, there's no yep. team in here that I can feel 100% confident about. You know, everyone's saying Boston is the best. You know, a lot of projections are saying the Red Sox are going to go back from worst to first, just like they did a couple years ago. They went from worst to first, then back to worst. So maybe they're going back to first. I don't know. But they did add Pablo Sandoval, who I think will be a good addition for them. You and I talked about Hanley Ramirez. They're going to ask him to play outfield. Don't know how that's going to work out. And, you know, they have a solid offense in Pedroia and Ortiz. But my question is, where's the pitching? Oh, my goodness. Rick Porcello is your ace. And Clay Buckles is your number two. I'm not feeling that rotation at all. I'm sorry. Like, unless they pull a Red Sox and uh, make a deadline move with a team like maybe Johnny Cueto from the Reds or someone like that, or if they can prey off a team that falls out of contention and get their ace, then maybe i like them a little more. But this starting rotation is has a lot to be desired. Let's just say that. Definitely. That offense is, is going to score a lot of runs, but that rotation is going to give up just as many runs. One through five, you said Buckles and Porcello. Then you have Wade Molly, Justin Masterson, and Joe Kelly, who's starting the season hurt. That's five pitchers that there isn't really a whole lot of potential there. Those guys, those are just, you would want any of those guys as your number three or number four pitcher, but you have an entire rotation made up of number threes and number fours. That's not good, especially in that Fenley, in, in in that ballpark, in the Boston ballpark, where it's it's more of a hitter's ballpark. They're gonna have to score a lot of runs to make up for that rotation. They do have a lot of depth in the outfield. Castillo starting in Triple A, the seventy million dollar man in Triple A, he's gonna get called up, and that's gonna create a plethora of outfielders. Obviously, Hanley Ramirez is going to stay in left field and Mookie Betts in center field. So then you have Victor Reno, Jackie Bradley. One of the, those guys could be moved to turn into a starting pitcher. I don't know if I would give up a starting pitcher for one of those guys. But yeah, I Boston Red Sox are a good pick to to win the division. But that rotation is just going to hemorrhage runs, and that's going to eat into the bullpen. They're going to be tired. That offense better produce. If Hanley Ramirez gets hurt, if David Ortiz gets hurt, or Pedroia gets hurt, uh, they could be in trouble. And then that leaves the AL East wide open. Oh, I actually don't think the Boston Red Sox are the favorites to win the division. I disagree with most of the national pundits. I don't know why they're getting so much hype. I just can't pick a team with that rotation to win it. But then again, when you look over at Baltimore, who could be one of their biggest competitors... They won the division last year by 12 games. Where's their ace? They've got Chris Tillman, Wee-Yin Chen, Miguel Gonzalez, Bud Norris, and Ubaldo Jimenez. I don't see an ace in that rotation either. And I think that their rotation is maybe better than than Boston's, but not by much. Again, they're going to have to rely on their offense uh, to carry them. And Manny Machado is an interesting storyline. He's been battling injuries. He seems like he's coming into the season healthy. Let's see if he can regain some of that star power he showed in 2013. Because if he can, and of course they're down Chris Davis for a few games, but he's been known to bash it. They've got Adam Jones. That's a solid offense. But they, I feel like they're a Boston clone. Just very good offensively and no real ace to speak of. Yeah, well at least 
the Orioles have an ace in the wings waiting in Kevin Gosman. He's a guy that has been, was up and down last year who can bring some heat and is, is looked upon as the next ace for the Orioles. So at least they have that guy that could come in midseason and start pitching lights out for them. I agree with you, though. Baltimore Orioles were really quiet this offseason. They let Nelson Cruz walk. They let Andrew Miller walk. They let Nick Markakis walk as well. But they still have a good core. They were able to win 96 games last year with down years from Manny Machado, down year from Chris Davis due to suspension, and he was awful even before that suspension, and a down year from Matt Wieters, who had Tommy John surgery as the catcher. If they can get those guys back up to a marginal level, returning to what they were just two years ago, this could be one of the best lineups in all of baseball. And that's why I think I'm picking them to win the division just because they won 96 games last year with essentially the same team, you have to expect some of those guys to bounce back. Yeah, they're a good pick to win the division, but I'm actually going to disagree with you here. I like the one team we haven't talked about yet, the Toronto Blue Jays. I think that this is the year they're just going to put it together and win it. Don't ask me why. But they added Josh Donaldson, which was probably my favorite trade of the offseason, probably the move of the offseason, and Russell Martin, who is a very strong catcher. They already have Jose Batista and Edwin Encarnacion. That's a solid lineup right there. And the rotation is, again, I mean, there's nothing, you know, that jumps out at you. But when you compare yeah. it to everyone else's in the division, it's not that bad. And Drew Hutchinson, R.A. Dickey, Daniel Norris, Mark Burley, they have the longest playoff drought in the majors at 21 years. I'm kind of hoping that they can break out of that and win the playoffs and win the AL East. I'm just going to pick them just because between Baltimore, Boston, and Toronto, I don't see any one of those three running away with this thing. Though you certainly bring up a good point about Baltimore that they won the division by 12 games and won 96 games despite having down years from some of their key players. And really the same rotation that they have this year. So yep. I don't know why. It, you know, it, it probably isn't as big of an issue as we're making it out to be. But I don't know. I just think Toronto... Is gonna come. This is division screams someone a sleeper could win it, and I think Toronto's gonna do it. Yeah, I can't argue with you. That's a really good lineup. I think Donaldson for Brett Lowry. You have to think that Donaldson's a better hitter. Um, yeah, n- nothing has really changed for the Blue Jays. Again, the the Red Sox were the only team that really made a lot of strides in the off season. So this is really the same team that finished with a winning record last year and they could certainly make the leap if, if Hutchison pits, pitches well and Dickey uh, puts up a good year again yeah they could definitely be there and I like that pick as well I was torn between picking the Blue Jays and the Orioles I just had to stick with the fact that the Orioles had kind of a down year and they still won 96 games last year it was impressive I'm oh, no, actually I- picking Go ahead. Uh, no, I think it's between those two teams, but I'm not going to rule out Boston's ability to make a deadline deal if they're close. I think Boston, of the three teams that are contending for this thing, has the most firepower just because of their sort of reputation to make a deal at the deadline and improve. So I, I wouldn't rule out. I'm not ruling out Boston, but I think they're third right now. I would. I think it's between Toronto and Baltimore, and I, I'm just going to pick Toronto. All right. I didn't get a chance to say it before. I think that halfway through the season, we're going to see the Tampa Rays make a make a move to 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 win the division. Not a, a trade or anything, but Drew Smiley, Alex Cobb, and Matt Moore are all starting the season hurt. 
but they're all expected back at some point. Matt Moore expected back halfway through the season. I think he had Tommy John surgery. Um, all of a sudden, Tampa Bay Rays halfway through the year, they could have one of the best rotations in baseball. They've been known to make those late season pushes. I think they're going to make a charge. I don't think they're going to make it to the playoffs just because of the parity in the division, and they can't really hit that well. But that rotation looks really good when healthy. Oh, I could easily see this division be wide open come July and then Tampa gets healthy or New York gets hot and they run, you know, sort of steal it from someone. I could easily see a team stealing this division. None of these teams jump out at me. Like when we did the NL last week, you look at each division and one team just jumped right out at you. You got Washington, St. Louis, and the Dodgers. I, I felt like those three teams just jump right out at you. This division doesn't have that. There's no team that just says, wow, I really feel confident about them winning the division. I I think any one of the five teams could do it. And I'm not very confident about my Toronto pick just because I'm not confident about anyone in this division. I I think this division is only going to produce one playoff team. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you just because of the parity. They're going to beat up on each other. So you got the Blue Jays. I got the Orioles. Sounds Watch good. the Rays will probably win it. Yeah, the Rays. <laughs> I'd be. Happy. I love it. Any year the Rays can beat out the Red Sox and the Yankees, it's a good year. Yes, I agree. Mainly because I love Stingrays too, as you know. Stingrays are awesome. Yes, I'm aware of your affinity for them. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, skip over the Central for a second. We're going to break protocol here and head west to a division that's probably a little more competitive. But I see a team that came very close to the playoffs last year making a step forward. And to me, the Seattle Mariners are poised to step up this year. I'm pretty, I'm really high on them, mainly because I love the Nelson Cruz signing. Undervalued because of his steroids. Um, you know, he got caught with the biogenesis stuff. But last year he hit 40 home runs. And everyone keeps saying, well, he hit in Camden. Well, guess what? He only had 15 of those home runs in Camden Yards. So that means 25 of his home runs came on the road. I don't think changing to a pitcher's ballpark is going to affect him. Obviously, 40 home runs is a tall order for anyone. I don't think he's going to do that. But I don't think his numbers are going to drop off that dramatically. Because remember, he's still going to play about nine games in Texas where he used to call home. So I think he's going to be around 30. He's a Big bat to add to an already loaded lineup with Robertson Cano, who I think will have a bounce back year. You've got one of the most underrated third basemen in the majors in Kyle Seager. He's hit 20, 22, and 25 home runs for the last three seasons, and I've had him for 80 cents all three of those years in my fantasy baseball league. <laughs> so I'm definitely loving that. I have to give him a little pay raise this year, but I'm, I'll gladly keep him for a buck 30. No problem there. So I think the lineup's solid. The pitching is strong, too. You got Felix Hernandez, who may have disagreed with us when we called Clayton Kershaw the best pitcher in baseball last year. If he's not number one, Hernandez, he's definitely number two. Uh, Iwakuma, a solid number two. And then a three, four, and five that's kind of interesting, especially Tejuan Walker, who may have the most upside. And the bullpen's strong with Fernando Vradi and Danny Farquhar, Farquhar. Excuse me. I love this team. I think they're going to win the division. I am agreeing with you on this one. I, I love the move for Nelson Cruz as well. We we did a MLB free agency podcast about a month ago, and we both talked about how Nelson Cruz was 
was really a steal and we wondered why teams overpaid for some other outfielders and didn't didn't go after Nelson Cruz he he's a great hitter and and in the American League he can play DH I don't know why he wasn't sought after that's a great one-two punch Robinson Cano on the left-hand side Nelson Cruz on the right-hand side Kyle Seeger backing up both of them they have a legitimate leadoff guy in Austin Jackson I love the lineup I love the rotation uh, I think my love of the Seattle Seahawks is like trickling over to the Mariners and I, I just I'm feeling good about them and I, I I agree with you they were close last year to getting a wild card spot and I think they added enough pieces and have enough growth within their system that they're going to make the step forward they're going to take the AOS from the Angels the Angels man I don't think there's another team in baseball that more of their success is predicated on one guy and that's just how good Mike Trout is. But if you took Mike Trout off the Angels, this would not – I don't think they would win, have a winning record. Yeah, I mean, he certainly could have won MVP each of the last three years. He won MVP last year, obviously. But the two years before, he came toe-to-toe with Miguel Cabrera. And you, I wouldn't have been disappointed if he wanted. He certainly had the numbers to do so. The guy's yeah. a stud. He's easily the best player in baseball. And he's so young that you just got to wonder what's next out of him. But I think they are more than just a one-man show because Garrett Richards kind of matured and became an ace last year. If he can come back healthy, I think that's a good guy to have leading off in your rotation. Uh, Matt Shoemaker is also a solid number two. Maybe not the best one-two punch, but I like Richards. But you're right. I mean, Josh Hamilton, that contract is just terrible. And Albert Pujols kind of bounced back last year. He had a fir- tough two first two years in Los Angeles. Yeah. He bounced back last year. Does he have another year in him? Because I think if he plays the way he did last year, this lineup has enough with Mike Trout anchoring it to, to be a force. But the question is, Pujols has shown signs. Is he? I mean, he's clearly declining, but does he have another year in him like last year? Yeah. Well, I mean... I- let me just if Mike Trout misses extended time like say 30 games this year do you think that they would be first or second in the west no I don't think so I don't think they'll make I I, I agree with you I think that they can't lose Mike Trout I mean I'm not saying that he's not as valuable as he said he is but I, I do think that they have enough pitching as well to really you know to, to still contend yeah I yeah I I, I think they're gonna win the wild card I I think if 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 Trout is healthy and that rotation can maintain some kind of health, Weaver and Wilson have been up and down the last few years with their health and their consistency. And the young guys that you mentioned, if they can step up, de- definitely a wild card spot is in play. And even the division, I mean, I don't think there's going to be that much difference between the Mariners and the Angels. Oh but yeah, the Angels. I, 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 or sorry, the Angels won the game by division by ten games last year. I don't see that yep. happening this year. I think it'll be very close between Seattle and Los Angeles. But you are right; they don't, they aren't very deep, and they are very reliant on both Richards and Trout. I don't think they can yep. lose either of those guys and expect to contend. No, and just I mean, Mike Trout plays center field. He's he's known for his hustle. Just what if? I don't know, man. Like, what if he gets hurt? Then th- this team just falls off the rails very quickly, more so than any other team, I think. 
Well, if that happens, then I like Houston, who is my sleeper team in this division. Oh. They've got a lot of really strong young talent. Start with Jose Altuve and George Springer right off the bat. Those two are stars in the making. Altuve's already a star. He was phenomenal last year. I love what they did in the offseason, too. They have Jason Castro and Chris Carter. That, that's not what they did, but they traded for Evan Gaddis, who is a very underrated player. He can yeah. play, I think, catcher, outfield, and first base. It's kind of ridiculous. And so that lineup could be better than people think. But I love their young rotation as well. Dallas Kukul and Colin McHugh are a really strong lefty-righty one-two punch. And last night, they um, beat up on my beloved Cleveland Indians a little bit. But I think, I mean, I think that this team has a ton of young talent in the making. And watch out for Mark Apple and shortstop Carlos Carrera. Both of them are... You know, in the in the minors and bubbling up to the majors very soon. So maybe not this year, but if Los Angeles falters, Houston's going to step right up. Man, you, you totally surprised me in picking them as a sleeper. And admittedly, I'm a little embarrassed because I, w- I was watching opening day yesterday, Corey Kluber versus Dallas Kuechel, and I had no idea who this Dallas Kuechel dude was. And he was had a really good year last year, and I was just kind of embarrassed. Like, man, I got to... I got to go make a podcast tomorrow. I don't even know who the the starting pitcher on the Houston Astros is, and he's he's killing it. Like he had a really good game yesterday. I like the pick too, man. That they're the, that's a really talented young team that isn't getting a lot of hype. I think the you know the Mariners, Padres, and Cubs are, are getting a lot of the a lot of the upstart hype, and, and the Astros are right there. They have a, a ton of talent. I love George Springer, Chris Carter. I mean quietly hit over 30 home runs yes last year and nobody talked about him mm-hmm. no yeah they've got a really good young lineup i mean Altuve is probably the best leadoff hitter in the majors right now springer is a star in the making their rotation's a star in the making they got kugel and colin this colin McHugh kid who's going to pitch against the tribe he's excellent too he had a good year last year this team is locked and loaded and I wouldn't be surprised if they surprised people this year. I, I, everyone's writing them off, but I would not be surprised if the Houston Astros made a serious push for the playoffs. Yeah, I'll be happy for them. It'll be good to see the Astros finally finally emerging from the basement where I think the Rangers are going to sit in the AL West. Certainly, and I also I don't think Oakland looks that good either. A lot of people are saying Billy Bean has the magic, and maybe he does, but... I think this is a step back year for them. Yeah, I can't I can't totally write off Billy Bean's Oakland A's. They're just a team that always pops their head up whenever you write them off. The rotation led by Sonny Gray could could turn out well. Uh Brett Lowry, the guy that they traded Josh Donaldson for, he's still young. He's twenty four and he show, he finally put it together a little bit last year. I don't know. They they certainly have the management and the mindset to make a playoff push, but I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a down year. Yeah, I think Oakland is going to – I'm not going to write them off long term, of course. I think they'll have a down year. This is what Billy Bean does. They have to retool every now and then with the financial constraints they're put under. But I'm not going to bet against Billy, against Billy Bean long term. They might be down this year, but they won't be down for long. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think yeah, they're they're making they have their eyes set on maybe next year, or the year after that. 
So I have a question. How many times is the defending World Series champion been picked by most people to finish fourth in their division the following year? Or excuse me, not the defending World Series champ, but defending American League champion. I'm sorry. How many times have has it been picked? To uh, how many times do you think most uh, prognosticators have said that the defending American League champion will finish fourth in their division the year after they win the American League? Yeah, uh, not not very often. And probably those Florida Marlins teams in the late 90s and the early 2000s probably had a serious drop-off. But, yeah, I see where you're going with it. Kansas City, I have them right where everybody else has them in fourth in the division. And it's amazing because I don't think they're that bad, but they did lose some significant talent. I mean, James Shields, Billy Butler, Noria Corey, I think they'll still be in the 80 to 85 game range, but I don't think that they're going to have the magic that they did last year, though I love their bullpen, probably the deepest in the majors, Greg Holland, Wade Davis, and Kelvin Herrera. Yeah. Very strong bullpen there, but I just think they lost too much from that World Series team to be a threat, especially in what I think is the toughest division in all of baseball. Yeah, and what you said, I think the key to that was losing James Shields. James Shields is so the the best thing about James Shields is that he's so consistent and eats innings and allows the bullpen to be successful for the other team or for the other starters. And so he protected that that what is an awesome bullpen. And without James Shields, they don't really have an innings eater to step in and protect the bullpen. So what was a serious advantage for them is now going to be more of a liability or there's just going to be more wear and tear and for, for a bullpen without James Shields. So yeah, I'm, I don't think the KC Royals are going to have that magic again, but I agree with you, man. This is a competitive division. I think we can both write off the Minnesota twins right off the bat. They're not going to do anything, but those other four teams, those other four teams all have a legitimate shot at winning this division. The White Sox, they had to have had the quickest rebuild in all of baseball. I think it took them a year and a half to to just tear down their team, and now they're back. They have a really good starting rotation led by Chris Sale. They essentially, I mean, think about this. They had Frank Thomas, replaced him with Paul Canerco. Now they've replaced Paul Canerco with Jose Abreu, and they haven't missed a single beat at first base. They've had one of the best right-handed hitting first basemen for the last 20 years that's ridiculous to think about um yeah I, I like what the White Sox have done well you might not want to have watched that first game then with the White Sox it's off to a little bit of a rocky start for them but luckily they play 162 of these things but I agree I love what the White Sox have done they got a steal in Melky Cabrera for three years and 42 million dollars I mean that's just insane yeah and they re- they reshaped their bullpen. David Robinson, one of the best closers in the game. Zach Duke, a solid lefty. And, and then the Samarja trade. So very, very, very good offseason for them. I like them. I think that they're going to finish second in the division. You got them second? Yes, I have them second. Okay. See, I have them third. Um, all right. Who do, who, who do you have third? Detroit. <laughs> all right <laughs> well i like what that implies for your picks but 
I have Detroit winning the division. I know that it's the safe pick just because they've won the division the last four years, but they're the most consistent thing in this division. Miguel Cabrera it has b- battled some injuries the last two years, but he's still an amazing hitter. Same with Victor Martinez. He always seems to bounce back after the surgeries that he has in the offseason and just puts in his work. They have a really good starting lineup. Ian Kinsler, J.D. Martinez, Miguel Cabrera, Victor Martinez, and Joanna Cespedes. That's a first five that's going to rake and hit a lot of home runs and drive in a lot of runs. And you got David Price at the top. I mean, it's hard to argue against that. Just those known quantities, it's a really... I know it's the safest pick, but I think it's also the best pick to win the division. No, I, I'm not going to disagree. I mean, they've won the division the last four years, so they are obviously doing something right. However, I first off, J.D. Martinez had kind of a out-of-left-field year last year. Let's see if he can do it again. I'm not saying he's bad. I just would like to see if he plays at that level again this year. Cespedes yeah. is obviously scary. And, yeah, Cabrera-Martinez two of the best hitters in baseball, but they are showing cracks. I mean, they every year it seems like they get more and more dinged up, and every Certainly. year they seem to wear down as the season goes on. The last two seasons, this team has kind of broken down towards the end, and Victor Martinez is getting old. Miguel Cabrera, you can see the injuries starting to pile up. I want to know how long this is going to last. The cracks are showing, and if that offense struggles at all, this team's going to be in trouble because while you're right, David Price is excellent. He is the only pitcher I like in the rotation or the bullpen. Their bullpen has always been a weakness, and that they didn't do anything to rectify it. Justin Verlander is in decline, and they lost Max Scherzer. Can Alfredo Simon or Shane Green step up? We'll see. But other than Price, I don't like any of their pitchers. And I think that that is going to be a significant problem. Because when we go to the team that I like to win the league, the division, the Cleveland Indians, I think their pitching is going to carry them. Corey Kluber is awesome. Great year last year. He tore up Houston. Too bad they couldn't win. We'll get to that in a minute. Carlos Carrasco Hopefully he straightened things out. I'm confident that he is. The Indians are too. They just signed into an extension. They've got good young arms in Trevor Bauer, TJ House. You're going to see Danny Salazar at some point, but Zach McAllister is going to start the year in the rotation. Bullpen is right up there with Kansas City's Cody Allen anchoring it. It's been a consistent strength of this team. I like their pitching to carry them. The big question mark, as you know, is can this team produce runs? They've got Michael Brantley and Brandon Moss, some proven commodities. Brantley, who was third in MVP voting last year. Jason Kipnis has to get back to his pre-2014 form. He has to show that last year was a fluke. And Carlos Santana has to be consistent. If that comes together, I think this offense won't be what the Tigers were and won't be like a bashing offense but it'll be good enough combined with elite with strong pitching to win the division. And finally, Francisco Lindor has been talked about and talked about and talked about the last few years. They're holding them down in April so they can keep a, another year of arbitration. He's, I think he's going to make his major league debut this year, and he could inject some life into this offense. He's not like a super power guy, but I think he could easily fill the void at leadoff or something like that if he comes up and is everything everyone hypes him up to be. I really like the Indians. I think they are going to win the division. And I just, I'm very confident about them this year. Well, let me first off say that I hope you're right. 
and <laughs> I really hope you're right. I couldn't bring myself to put them in first place because I temper my foolish optimism with skepticism and it's just a defense mechanism that I've always had just being from Cleveland. Um, so I'm going to play a little, give you a little devil's advocate because there are a lot of ifs and potentials when it comes to the Cleveland Indians this year. If everything hits, this could, this is a world series team. If all those starting pitchers finally take the step forward as a big league player, then this is a world series team. If Jason Kipnis, if last year was an aberration and 2013 Jason Kipnis is the player that we're going to get, then this is going to be a good lineup. Same with Carlos Santana. Michael Brantley, nobody thought he was a 20 home run guy until last year. I mean, he's always hit for good average and has played a solid outfield, but last year, all of a sudden, the power was there. Is that a, is that a blip, or is he taking the step forward? And I think that you have too many of these guys, including a guy, Corey Kluber. I mean, before last year, he... I, Nobody was talking about him as one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he won the Cy Young. I mean, there are so many question marks down the line. Yeah, some of these guys have made the step forward, and it's it's a fact that they have advanced and are better players, but I bet some of these guys also are going to regress a little bit, and you have to assume that's going to balance out. Well, I don't think Brantley is a question mark because, well, I agree, the power may have been there. He always hit for solid power, and he has improved every single year. I think he's entrenched himself as you know what you're going to get out of him. And I'm going to disagree with you at Kluber. While he didn't get any hype last year, 2013, had he not gotten hurt, he may have gotten more hype because he was off to a real strong 2013, then kind of got hurt. I think he had an abdominal strain or something like that. Midway through the year, and it kind of cut short was was a promising breakout year. And then in 2014, he picked up right where he left off. So he has done it in two consecutive seasons, sort of. Yeah, but I mean, he he only had 13 wins going into 2014. And he started April with a really high ERA. So essentially, I mean, his Cy Young campaign started later in the season he hasn't even pitched a full season as that Cy Young pitcher if that makes sense I I just wish there was more data on all these guys that you can make an accurate prediction because I mean Kluber I think is the safest thing that you have in the rotation I mean Carlos Carrasco and Trevor Bauer those dudes are serious head cases that have the potential they could be Cy Young winners in it in the future they could also totally flame out just because they're such head cases. And what are they going to be? They took a step forward last year. Is that is that going to stick? Or is that just the best that they're ever going to be? And this year we're going to find out, but I don't want to make a prediction based on, on potential on a, on a whole rotation. I do. I, I love that you do, man. I love that. <laughs> but I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it, or my heart will be broken for the hundredth time. Well, I'm going to double up here. I'm picking them to win the World Series. Oh. <laughs> I'm picking them doing to beat the Washington Nationals in the World Series. They're my World Series pick this year. Sports Illustrated has it right. Cleveland over Washington. I'm doing it. Detroit's going down. Cleveland's on the rise. I like it. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to come together. I'm going to be optimistic. I love it. I love it and I hate it at the same time. I hope I I hope 
I hope I'm wrong about everything that I said this podcast and last podcast, but you're right just about that. Cause that'll, that'll make it worth it, man. But I, it's just my nature to not, to not make those predictions cause it's burned me every time. But I, I love it, man. I, I love that pick. I actually have Seattle going to the World Series against St. Louis. That's a good pick. I like the Mariners. I really do. I, I think that they're going to be very strong this year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Mariners had the best record in the AL. Yeah, I think it's very likely, especially that, that West Division. You have some, you have multiple teams that are kind of easy, easy passes. I think that's what hurts the Central is that you have four really good teams that all could could very well be the best team in baseball and they and they have to play each other a lot oh certainly i think that the central division is going to be battle tested but i also think that they are going to produce two teams i think the indians and the white Sox will make it i think the white Sox will be in the wild card game and you know what i wrote down one team but i'm changing my pick i'm gonna go white Sox versus astros in the wild card game i'm picking houston to make the playoffs i'm gonna go even bolder that's legit I, I like the pick, man. But I have so for the AL Central I have Tigers on top, Cleveland in second, making the wild card, and they're gonna play the Angels in the wild card. Solid. The Angels were the team I had actually came into this podcast wanting to pick. But after we talked about the West, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go bold here. I'm gonna pick Houston. Why not? That's a, the White Sox are going to be good. They're going to hit, and they have enough consistency in their rotation that they can go toe-to-toe with anybody. I actually have Chris Sale as my Cy Young winner. That's a good pick. I got King Felix. I think if the Mariners are as good as we both say they are, then he'll win the Cy Young. Yeah, that's true. He'll probably get more wins than he's ever had this year. So, yeah, he'll maybe he's pitching angry too because he got cheated last year. And I think that I don't think he's pitched a playoff game yet. I, I, I don't think, think so either. I think they're on a 14-year playoff drought, and that's before his time. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that they haven't been there since what Ichiro's rookie year. Yeah, it was 2000. Oh yeah, they, they played the Indians that year. That was the yeah. oh, there was some fun fun games with the Indians and Mariners in that series. Yeah, definitely. Um, so who do you is have, there who's any your... doubt that Mike Trout's going to win AL MVP? Nope, unless barring injury, absolutely not. He's going to win the MVP. <laughs> Yeah, if he does what he's done the last three years, he's going to win MVP in a landslide. I just, best player in baseball right now. Enjoy him while he's hot, man, because he's really, he's something special. He is a special player. You know, I think I've discovered the secret to his success. What's that? It's his neck. (laughs) He's got the biggest neck in all of baseball. I don't know why guys aren't like working out their neck muscles to get on his level. Because his neck is bigger than his head, man. Oh, yeah, he's got a huge neck. It's ridiculous. It's it's like the Rock's neck, man. <laughs> so he's going to be in Fast 20 when he retires? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely uh, him and Vin Diesel. So I didn't say it, but I have St. Louis beating Seattle in the World Series. That's my prediction. Solid. It's an odd year, which means it's the Cardinals' turn to win. Yep, I'm. If you've learned anything about me in these past two podcasts, it's I do believe in superstition when it comes to sports, especially baseball. I do and I don't. It's kind of weird. I'm not afraid to make the bold prediction, but then when I'm watching a game, if like I set my drink down and they hit a home run, I'll set it in the same spot for the rest of the game. I'm weird <laughs> like that. So I see. Uh, 
Hey, do you want to, before we wrap up, do you want to talk about that trade the Padres made? Yeah, yeah. We broke down the National League without uh, even talking about that because it happened after, it happened the day of opening day, the uh, Craig Krimble trade. Only makes me like the Padres even more uh, because I think it helps them immediately. The Braves might get more long-term benefit on it, but I think it just shows that the Braves are accelerating a bit of a a rebuilding period and are probably going to take a step back this year. Definitely. I mean, I we we talked about Carlos Quinton and Cameron Maben as as being bench players for the Padres and possible trade trip chips, and they only lasted a week after I said that, and they got the best closer in baseball. That only, yeah, that only makes me only makes me feel better about picking the Padres to to win the wild card. Right. Yeah, I think we both picked them to win the wild card. You were on them first because I remember you picked them in our uh, free agent recap edition. But yeah, I love the move for the Padres right now. Obviously, the Braves have been doing this for a while. They've been very consistent, but they're going to take a step back this year because they have to retool a little bit. So, But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see about what Atlanta got prospect-wise, but for the Padres, it only makes me love them even more. Yeah, definitely. Masters starting this week, too. Tiger Woods coming back. Yeah, I saw he's going to play the par 3 course as well, which yeah. I think is good. That's good for the game if he's out there. But if he misses the cut on the Park 3 tournament, he probably should withdraw. Yeah, but I mean, he's talking some big game. I mean, I don't know if you read an interview of him today. He's He he says he's back. Like, he's not being shy about it. I hope so, because it's it's better when Tiger's in there. But if I'm going to pick a guy blind, I'm going to pick Roy McIlroy to complete the Grand Slam. I think he's come close, and I think he's going to win it. I think he's going to complete the career Grand Slam. I think only, like, five golfers have done that career grand slam in golf it's crazy yeah that'd be good especially if if tiger isn't back if he's if he's bad again i think it's only good for golf if rory keeps elevating his game definitely all righty man we've covered a ton of ground here i've stuck my neck out yet again but we have a little bit of a difference in our world series pick we'll obviously get all these up on the website Probably a little bit too many uh, predictions to fit in our write it down section, but don't worry, it will be on the website so you guys can read our recaps. Uh, Thank you guys for listening yet again. If you want to listen to us break down March Madness, recap the Final Four and the National Championship game, and all the fun controversy that came over the weekend, listen to our bonus edition, our fourth and final March Madness bonus edition. Thank you again for all of your support. Please subscribe to our podcast via iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Fenley RD Sports, and don't be afraid to let us know what you think as long as you rate our podcast highly because we won't listen to you if you don't. Anyway, And we're shameless. But, yes, we are very shameless. But thank you again for listening. We appreciate your support. And Bob, we'll uh, do this again next week. Certainly. I'll talk to you soon, Chris. All right. Take it easy.